0: Welcome back to Locked On Spurs right here on the Locked On NBA Network. I'm your host, Jeff Garcia, Spurs beat writer for Ken's Five in San Antonio. Hey, it is official. It is the off season, like real, real offseason. No basketball, no nothing. Spurs seemingly right now are done wheeling and dealing. I'm pretty sure they'll spike up again. But yeah, it is the doldrums of the NBA offseason. What are we going to be talking about today? We're going to be talking about Devin Vassell. Look. Played great in Summer League, had a pretty good rookie season, all things considered. But how is he going to factor into the rotation next season? And then we're going to have fun with our guest and ask him whether or not Patty Mills' jersey should be hanging in the AT&T Center. As we talked about in the last episode of Lockdown Spurs, who is the mystery man? You know him, you love him. He is Ty Yeager, a uh, San Antonio Spurs uh, blogger. Maybe something better down the road. We'll know. We'll see something. Maybe we're working on it. Ty, Ty, welcome back to Live on Spurs.
1: Man, I've been downgraded to blogger. No, I'm just kidding. I love you. Hey, we all, started,
0: we all started that way. I did years ago. It takes patience and time, but we're trying to get you going, Ty. We're trying to get you back on track. Yes, we're going to get you Thank back you on so track. Much. Yeah, we're going to try, try to get you back on track soon. More on that, hopefully, down the road. But first of all, Ty. Before we dive into Fasell, how are you doing this um, NBA off season?
1: Well, now now it gets to the boring part of the off season where yeah. we now have to, we have to wait like a at least a month till training camp happens, and that's honestly add on like another month and a maybe a month and a half to two months before we actually get some games. So it's it's going to be boring for the next for the next month or so until. We finally maybe we get some trades as we saw earlier earlier in the week. Um, I know the Spurs have yet to officially announce a few players as of this recording, yep. so we're still we got some exciting stuff in that stuff still, still waiting, but it, it's gonna be boring
0: for the next month.
1: What in you don't terms want to talk about?
0: What you don't want to talk about? Ben Simmons again? That's us <sighs> don't, don't rant. Don't rant.
1: I got I got a soft rant. We have milked this too much, Spurs fans. Let's calm down. We talked about it enough. Let's wait till something actually happens. Because at
0: this point, all signs are leading to he's most likely staying with the Sixers. For more on Ty Jaeger ranting about Ben Simmons, and more, follow him on Twitter at the Ty Jaeger, yeah. as well as, as well his new endeavor. I uh, think what is it? The uh, I always forget how you all call this, like this the, Substack the thing. There you go. Like yeah, what sub-stack. is that?
1: It's just another place for people to put out their stories. Yep. If you want, it is if you called want.
0: the Jaeger Report, right?
1: Yes. The Jaeger Report. Haven't been doing too much. I've had other stuff. I've been doing my uh, my actual work and everything, but I'm going get, to get some articles rolling out this week as well.
0: All right. Look forward to that. Again, follow him on Twitter at the Ty Jaeger. Uh, Ty, one guy that you know didn't get a lot of attention, although he should have, uh, during this uh, Summer League stretch was Devin Vassell. Look, all eyes were on Primo, and I get it, you know, number 12 pick, you know, the new kid on the block, literally 18 years old. You know, then there was a the play of Trey Jones, and he was one of the leading scorers at the Vegas Summer League. But Devin Vassell was shut down early uh, out of precaution, you know, for his health, And but when he did play, he sure looked NBA-ready as far as seen. Uh, maybe a spike in minutes next year. So let's talk about what you saw first from Devin Vassell in the summer games. Devin Vassell looked
1: really good in summer league. And it's, it's not, too, it wasn't too much, unfortunately, just because again, like we saw, we saw that we saw the injury that he went through and Spurs were rightfully being cautious about it. But in the few minutes that we did get him, he was the best player on the court. Um, He, he the creation that he had with his shooting, uh, the jump shot looks better than it's best that it's ever looked in terms of he can shoot from the mid range, he can shoot from deep, he can get to the rim. He's going to be he's another guy that he could be he could honestly become one of the better, best scorers scores on the team sneakily. Right. And add on that he can play the defensive end. I feel like I feel like the Spurs have a have a handful of these guys that kind of have the same archetype in terms of. They can really score and they can really defend. And Dev Massella just fits that. Like the the bottom, like the floor for him is a three and D type guy. And I think he can be way more on the offensive end as he showed in summer league. I think we already know that he is really good on the defensive end. He showed it in summer league too, where he just like he might not have been getting steals or blocks, but he was interrupting shots. He was not Mm -hmm. making things easy, and he was just really solid on the defensive end and could be honestly, he can be really good in the defensive end too. So we'll see, but offensively, I liked what I saw in terms of development, especially his jump shot. Like he was looking like DeMar DeRozan out there with some of his mid range mm-hmm. shots. Like, And uh, the other thing with like him and Trey Jones had some really good development with their jump shots. And, but Devin Vassell, man, I think he's, his jump shot looks clean. It's smooth. There are sometimes I just got ooh. Whenever I saw him hit a mid range,
0: Uh, yeah, it's it's really I'm really impressed with what he did in several
1: league, even though he was very
0: limited. Yeah, that's the thing, you know. Even in that limited time, Ty, what we saw out of him was that he was just you know playing heads above the rest. I mean, there really wasn't any competition for him. He started off a little slow. That was attributed to some conditioning. I mean, they didn't the Spurs literally say that like out like conditioning. Like they should have just said out out of shape or something like that. And even he admitted it too, that he was a little sluggish. But man, that second game that he played, he really got things going. He scored over 20 points out in Utah. Just looked like he was ready to go. And was it me time? Did he look physically bigger?
1: Yes, he does. And like, I want to say that I'm I'm going back to what the listed heights. So these are listed heights from like the beginning of the 2020-21 season. So this like November, December when training camp was going on. He was listed at where is he? He was listed at 65. He's not 65. Yeah. There's it, no way. There's no way that he's 65. I'm pretty sure that he is at least at least minimum out of shoes 66. I think that he can be 67, maybe 68 out in shoes. So, but he's much taller. He's he's growing himself. He's he's very young too. He was born in 2000, just a reminder. Yeah. Sorry to make you feel old, Jeff, but <laughs> to be honest, he's younger than me. That's really a first for me at this point. But to he's still growing, and just like Keldon, I think Keldon is much taller than his listed height as well from earlier last season, which was six five two. So I think both these guys are like the 6'7 range now. But yeah. he's definitely taller. I think he's had a little bit of weight. He's not as lanky. Like he's still pretty. Sl- he's still pretty pretty slender. But I think he has a lot more muscle than before. But man. That's kind of the benefit of having guys that you draft at like 19 years old. These guys are really going to grow. <laughs> and I think honestly, um Josh Primo, he's like listed at 6'6". I don't think he's mm-hmm. going to say 6'6".
0: He and he's 18. Do you, do you think that what you saw out of the cell in the summer league was indicative of something good for his second season? Like I'm not downplaying Summer League level, the play, but the competition is a lot different than the NBA level. How should we interpret his play out of the Summer League? You know, Should we pump the brakes or just be excited? So I would not say – I think there's still some excitement to be
1: here with Devin Vassell, especially showing that, that elevated role. Now, he's not going to get that exact role in San Antonio, but – he's going to be he's going to become an elevator role, and I think he's going to be much more elevated than he was last season in terms of getting the ball in his hands and become scoring. but the thing with summer league, and I know people love to say it's only summer league calm down, but when you see guys show out and show themselves to be best of the best of the whole summer League and some of the best guys out there, that means that he can be an instant contributor on the NBA floor mm-hmm. now. They might not be that exact level that they were playing in summer league, but whenever we've seen this before, guys that show that they are the best on the floor, and they honestly shouldn't be in summer league because they're that good. That means that they can contribute on the NBA floor right now, and they can be a really solid player. Now, maybe not a great player yet, but they can be really. They are going to be one of the better. They're going to be a good player on the NBA floor, and I think that's the thing that people need to look out for. And we saw this with other Spurs. We saw this with DeJounte. We saw this with Derek. We saw this with Lonnie. Lonnie, whenever he had a summer league, he was amazing. So whenever you see guys like this that just show out, it's always a good sign. It's always yeah. a good sign, yeah. especially when it's in summer league. And I know, like I said, people are said, don't overreact, but there's still you still gotta take there's some really good things that you still need to take away from this that you don't need to put a grain of salt grain of salt on.
0: Doctor created, doctor recommended. I'm talking about sweat block. Works up to seven days per use. Dry shirt guaranteed. If you suffer from perspiration, well at least excessive perspiration, you definitely need to try sweat block wipes. Sweat block, you know, it keeps you dry. If not, you get your money back. Featured and tested on the Rachel Ratio by firefighters best seller on amazon for the past 10 years over thirteen thousand reviews manufactured in the usa you need to get yourself some sweat block wipes right now where would you want to tear your little secret everyone's toiletry bag whether it's a big presentation or a hot date everyone can benefit look there's some things that aren't fun to talk about excessive sweating is one of them thankfully you have sweat block if you or someone you love is dealing with this, you need to check out Sweatblock. Get 20% off at sweatblock.com. Use promo code LockedOn or at Amazon and at CVS. Look, Sweatblock is stronger and more effective than most clinical antiperspirants. You simply apply it at nighttime before you go to bed, go to bed, and then the next morning you wake up, wash, and go about your day without worrying about sweating. Guaranteed. Once again, get it today. 20% off at sweatblock.com. Use promo code LockedOn or, again, at Amazon and CVS. Don't let the stresses of daily life weigh you down on your body. Whether you're an elite athlete or someone like me just trying to make it through the day, tension-free, Theragun can help. Theragun is the handheld percussive therapy device that releases your deepest muscle tension using scientifically calibrated combo of depth, speed, and power, and it is as quiet as an electric toothbrush. The Gen 4 Theragun doesn't just feel good, it gets to the source of the pain by releasing tension using Theragun's signature percussive therapy, which pretty much goes at 60% deeper than vibration alone. Whether you want to treat your muscle tension from working out or injury or just the stresses of everyday life, there's no substitute for the Theragun Gen 4. They got an OLED screen, makes you feel like you're holding something from the future. Just go to the site right now, check it out. The Theragun app learns from your behaviors and suggests guided routines. Look, Theragun is trusted by 250 professional sports teams like Real Madrid and elite athletes like Paul George, DeAndre Hopkins, and Maria Sharapova, and hundreds of thousands of customers and me. Try Theragun for 30 days starting at only $199. That's therabody.com slash locked on. Therabody.com slash locked on. Yeah, you know, one of the things that I like that the Spurs did with him in summer to play. And especially out in Utah, was that they made him the focal point. They made him the leader of the group, and he embraced that. I mean, we, we forget he's just entering his sophomore season, you know, and for the Spurs to put him in that role, I think that was great for him. And You know, they could have given it to one of the other, you know, veterans on the squad, whether it had been maybe, um, you know, a Nate Renfro or a Daquan Jeffries, but they gave it to uh, Vassell, and I thought that was really, really good of them. And, you know, hopefully that'll translate with him into the NBA uh, season because this team is obviously moving in the youth movement rebuild. And hey, they'll they can take leadership wherever they can get it, whether that be from Vassell and Murray and White. You know, we'll, by committee, go for it. Uh Ty, you, we're talking about Vassell right now, but then this begs a question: He's entering his sophomore season, you know. You know, because of the pandemic and and the the Spurs getting hit with COVID last year, he saw minutes in a rookie season where usually that's unheard of in San Antonio. He produced. How does he factor now into the rotation next season? Is he going to be a major factor, or just see a little bump in uh, his importance in the rotation?
1: It's so. Last season, we saw that he was still part of the rotation, even coming off the bench. At minimum, he is. He's going to be a key guy coming off the bench, that minimum, and you're. I think he's going to. See, you're going to see a lot more scoring from him. We saw multi, We saw a few games in it last season where he kind of had a, some elevated scoring roles at times, and he really showed off. But I think we're going. To, I think we're going to see a much more elevated scoring role with him coming off the bench this season at minimum. Now, this starting this starting unit, I honestly have no idea what's going to be. I have no idea which direction the. The front office mm-hmm. and the and pop is going to go with this, and so I could see Devin Vassell sneaking into the starting lineup at some point, depending yeah. on who they want to go with. If they really want to go with kind of a somewhat small ball lineup of say um, Dejounte, Derek, Devin, Keldon, and Jakob then so be it. And honestly, I can see that happening. There's so many questions with team going into the season and I think there's going to be a lot of speculation of how this roster looks out how the rotations going to look um between competition of getting guys getting minutes but I think Devin Vassell is definitely going to be in there and yeah. no matter, no, he's going to have a certainly a much more elevated role than mm-hmm. he did last season as a rookie year especially with the yeah. new personnel with the personnel that's that's left and the, that's still there Devin mm-hmm. should be a key part of this rotation, no matter if it's on the bench or as a starter.
0: Yeah, look, in, in just 62 games in his rookie season, 5.5 points per game, he shot about 41% from the field, 35% from the three-point line, albeit he took about uh, two attempts from uh, beyond the arc, uh, 2.8 rebounds. And I like this. This is what really stood out for me. He barely turned the ball over. And he played about 17 minutes per game. He averaged like less than one. I think it was like 0.4 turnovers a game. Remember, Ty, he had that string of games where he didn't turn the ball over at once, one time, and yet was getting at least 10 or more minutes in those games. That basketball IQ was there. And Ty, you, you kind of look at last season, and because of it was so unusual, and the Spurs just bodies in the cram second half of the season, in a way, that was good for his development, wasn't it?
1: It was, and like you said, this guy has a has a smart basketball IQ. He's very smart with what he's doing on the floor. There, if to be a really good defender in this league, you, you got to know this game, and we've seen this where DeJounte is a brilliant basketball IQ mind, and he turn, he's not, and he's not prone to turnovers himself. He, I want to say he averaged like less than two turnovers while over five assists a game. Mm-hmm. Uh, if Devicel, I'm not sure if he's the facilitator that some other of these guys are, but if he's able to score, not turn over the ball and shoot at an efficient clip, that's going to be really good. Mm-hmm. And I'm again, I'm excited. I I, someone tweeted out, someone asked, I forgot who it was asking, uh, who's your breakouts? Who do you think would be your breakout star? Of course, my first one is going to be Luca, but right behind him, I got to say that De- is going to be Devin. Just from what I've talked with, um, talking with our guys, Talking with players, just kind of getting a feel of who they are confident in and who they are excited to see. It, Devin Vassell has been a name I've hearing, and it, I got I got to back it up because I think Devin Fasell is going to be having a breakout season with at extra minutes with the game style that he has. It, I think Devin Fasell is going to be someone that we got yeah. we all have to keep an eye on. I for a minute there, Ty, I thought
0: you were going to say Drew Eubanks. I thought you were going to say he yeah, doesn't have a breakout.
1: Oh, I, I think Drew Eubanks gonna have a breakout season himself too. Let's be honest. If he can, he can,
0: if he's bringing the three point game, that changes everything. I'm just saying. See, and that's another reason why I should follow Ty on Twitter at the Ty Jager because exactly. on his show at the Line Podcast, he uh, had Drew Eubanks, and apparently, Ty, you're having him back again.
1: Yes, we're doing a Q&A with him. Uh, as of this before, as we're recording this episode, we have not done it yet. We are going to hopefully do it the, this night, but we're, we're kind of on a fluid schedule at the moment. But well, I have all the questions set up, and
0: I think it's going to be a really fun episode. Awesome. All right, let's continue talking about Devin Vassell and his sophomore season in San Antonio. You're right. I, I think he is one to look at as far as having a breakout year. Look, gone is Patty Mills. Gone is Rudy Gay. Gone is De- Demar Rosen. That's a lot of minutes that just freed up right there. And if the Spurs, or not, if they are going into a rebuild slash youth movement completely, now is his time. He's going to get the minutes. But I ask you, Ty, would you be surprised if maybe he's playing a little bit in Austin next year? No, I
1: mean, I mean that I am I'm not, sur- not I not mean no to surprise. I mean that no. I should not expect to be seeing Denver Vassell yeah. in Austin in any way. If he does go to Austin, I will be extremely surprised and extremely worried.
0: <laughs> yeah, I I don't expect him in Austin as well. You know, and I bring that up because we saw him play in summer league. You know, usually summer league is reserved for rookies and walk-ons. But and it went, it was out it went- there. there. Celebrate the freedom of choice with BelT Bar. Did you know that BelT Bar has so many delicious flavors? There is something for everyone. Coconut, raspberry, strawberry, orange, the list goes on and on. And if you can't decide, use their mix box where you get two of each of the nine flavors. Not only are BelT Bar flavors the best tasting around, they're healthy too. 17 to 18 grams of protein. Calories ranging from 130 to 180. Only 4 to 5 grams of sugar and only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. Order today. Get the grasshopper cookie or raspberry or whatever you like. Get the mix box if you want. Built Bar is also the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. That is really, really cool. Go to built.com and get yourself 15% off your order. That's 15% off at built.com. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing. You can track all the action over at Online. Get all the latest news, odds, info for your sporting needs, including NBA, MLB, NHL, and UFC MMA action. So before the next pitch, head on over to BetOnline your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting events, sign-up bonuses, contest info, and much, much more. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for the runs to the playoffs. Head to the website right now or use your mobile device. Go to BetOnline.ag. Sign up today. Get yourself a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online your online sportsbook experts use promo code locked on.
1: With I I say that he was probably out there one because he did have a really weird rookie season. He never had training camp, and so it doesn't hurt to give the give a guy that's going into his second year to get some, get some reps. Um, mm-hmm. We we saw Luka Shamanich be nice not go and participate in summer league, probably because they want to give some minutes to Devin and they want to see what Devin can do along with Trey young, not Trey Young, <laughs> Trey Jones. <laughs> Trey Trey Jones. I, I see people do mis- make that mistake all the time. And I've done it myself. Yeah, I've done it too. But, yeah. but it's like, there's whenever you're going in a summer league you only have so many, you only have so many minutes that you want to do. You have some other guys that you want to evaluate in terms for Austin, your two way contracts. So, but to give Devin some reps, especially number one option reps, that, was, that, didn't, that wasn't going to hurt him in any way. And honestly, he didn't do too much with the injury, unfortunately.
0: Yeah. You know, I think Devin factors into this rebuild. I think the Spurs see him as a good piece to build around, not necessarily make him the focal point, but just build along with their current core. Now, obviously, you know, the Spurs are likely not done dealing or asking around you know it wouldn't be surprised at least i wouldn't i don't know about you ty i wouldn't be surprised if we find out one or two of their young cores are dealt in an effort to speed up this rebuild but would you do you think the spurs would see devon as a trade asset maybe again i've said this multiple times
1: i've I'm very hesitant to trade any of the young guys just because I, I want to see what this team has. And I think the team is going to be the same thing where they want to see what they have before they evaluate of who they trade and who they don't. Mm-hmm. If Demisell kind of stays on the floor of just kind of a three and D guy and never really elevates any higher, I could see that being a trade asset. But again, he's only t- he's only going on 21 this season and – I think that there's a lot more potential that we haven't seen yet, and again, this is a guy that's only going into his second season after a COVID-shortened season. So it's I, I think there's there's a lot more time that you want to evaluate before you make a trade of a guy this early in his career, unless you hmm. unless you're getting a huge upgrade to a guy that's you know that's established that is going to elevate your team in other ways. Not Ben Simmons, other guys. Just say <laughs> off the, of the bat. But unless it's a clear upgrade and you're willing to take that risk, then go and you're in, and you know that you can get the deal for, mm-hmm. say, a Denver sell and some, or maybe a pick or something. That's not too much. You're probably going to add a second player to that. But yeah, it, de- it, I think it depends on the situation. But if I'm the Spurs right now, I'm not looking to trade trade him because I want to see what I have.
0: Yeah. I mean, look. You know, I, I'm as of right now, I'm still looking at this team and moving pieces as kind of like everybody's available to a certain degree. You know, I know there's Kelvin Johnson, you know, many Spurs fans already labeling him as untouchable. You know, I, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't put untouchable on him. I think I'd put the label of very, very expensive, like Daryl Morey <laughs> demands, you know, if you want him Um because the Spurs as of right now, do not have that megastar. And if a Kota Kel- Kel- Johnson can net you a, a megastar, then maybe the Spurs may have to consider it. But it's, Ty, to me, it, it, to it, it, me it's, it's just good. To me, it's the guys are
1: untouchable at this moment just because I think the Spurs are going to want to, like I said, want to evaluate what they have. Now I don't think that's going to be a permanent lock on that these guys are untouchable but like you could see something happen at the trade deadline depending on where the Spurs who's available in terms of the market and who the Spurs are willing to trade. But I think at this moment I think they're going to go I'll, I know people hate this one but we like what we have and I think that's going to be the mo- I think that's going to be the mindset for the moment just to see what you have.
0: Yeah. Yeah and look and what we have right now with Devin Vassell is a very promising player. Exactly. He was thrown he was thrown to the fire in his rookie season. It was unusual for him. Did he, remember these guys these rookies last year they got drafted and went right to training camp. There was no summer league. There was minimal training camp. There was minimal preseason. And yet the Spurs asked him and Trey Jones to uh step in and especially uh devin you know trey jones went to um, austin in orlando bubble you know devin got the spike in minutes he played very very well in those minutes did he have his moments of being a rookie of course he did but that's expected i i just think that the spurs are likely to give him more responsibility next season now time is he as of right now your six man, or is that still going to go to Lonnie, or is it kind of like Devin's going to be like right there with him? Like in comes Lonnie and Devin.
1: At this moment, it has to be Lonnie for me. If you're so say that again, say that your starting lineup is something of I'm not even factoring that here. I know people hate the starting line with that I'm put, going put out because they don't think one individual is proven yet. But say that starting lineup of Derek, Dejounte, Keldon, Luca, and Jakobs out there. Lonnie's your sixth man with Devin shortly behind at the se- at the seventh man role. But at this moment, still Lonnie Walker, Lonnie Walker is a proven score. I think Lonnie should honestly even be in the starting
0: lineup, in my opinion. But I bring up Devin as a sixth man just because of the fact that the Spurs lost one of the starters as DeMar DeRozan. So, you know, who's going to fill that role? You know, maybe Lonnie fills it. Who knows? You know, we just yeah. don't know what that starting unit is going to look like next season. Enter Devin Vassell as maybe your your new sixth man. You know, you're right. You know, sometimes I feel that Lonnie should start. You know, I get that vibe. But then I there's sometimes that you oh, know he should be the leader of the second unit. So just seeing now, it, we don't we don't know if some of these new guys are going to be around. We don't know if Amino is still going to be a spur. We don't know if Thad Young is going to be a spur. There's a report right now that he's a, that Thad Young is available. Um, Right now, for uh, via trade, so it's just so much in flux right now. That's where we have to ask: where would Vassell fit in once things settle?
1: Yeah. And before we move on, I just want to say: so the so the summer league all the all summer league teams have been announced as we were mm-hmm. recording this, and Trey Jones was held off both these teams, and that's Travis. Wow. I just want to uh, just just a reminder. Trey Jones was averaged fourth in points per game in the summer league at 22.8 points per game Yikes. on not 36% good. on 36% three point shooting, 50% no, 51% field goal shooting on six on nearly 17 attempts a game. And this man got held held from an all summer league team over a lot of some our guys that were not as good. And that's tra- that's a travesty. Also add on. 6.2 assists a game, uh, 4.8 rebounds, and I don't have the turnover numbers, which it, – it, turnover numbers are a little high, but again, this is summer league. But still, for Trey Jones to be held off the all-first summer, summer league team, which has seven players on it, and then the second league team with five players on it is an absolute travesty. Even on the second team? Even, Even on the team. second team. it. I'm just going to run through the names. All first, Summer League first team, Jalen Johnson, Davion Mitchell, Trey Murphy, uh, Peyton Pritchard, Jalen Smith, Cam Thompson, and Obi Tompin. Uh, all ser- second team, Cade Cunningham, Luca Garza, Jalen Green, Paul Reed, and Patrick Williams. Trey Jones was much better
0: than half of those guys. Did he think because he didn't play enough games? Did they, they sit him out a few games, so maybe that could have factored in. He played the same amount of games Cam Thompson played. Ugh. I'm 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 playing more looking, games than he played more I'm looking games than for Patrick anything Williams. right now. Anything right now to forgive the NBA. No, there's no honestly,
1: this one there's no forgiving on this one. There isn't because he played more games than Jalen Green, more games than Patrick Williams, more games than actually another one that kind of got robbed was over Year Seven. But he played the same amount he played more games than Cade Cunningham.
0: It, this is that's a travesty. Yikes! Yeah, it, I had to, to see it. I had to see it to believe you, and I, I, and I did. I just saw it right now. yeah, it, it's
1: like it came up on on the timeline. I'm like, I gotta say something. This, this, this is BS in my opinion. This is BS. And you, you can say, you can say, oh, what, they were probably looking at Spurs' record. These are teams that don't have good records either. It's summer league. It, that's uh, that that's it if if i know it's summer league but man after the performance trade jones
0: have i would have a sour taste in my mouth wow not even on the second team all right well let's get back on track um you, you know let's wrap up uh d- discussions about devin Vassell and um dive into i i'm sorry i'm just i'm just still stunned um that's let's move on crazy. let's move on we talked yeah enough about i, summer like league. I have to, yeah Let's move on, yeah. Okay, so Devin Vassell, we hope to see him get a spike in minutes, and we believe he will. So, Ty, in the last episode of Lockdown Spurs, we discussed Patty Mills and whether or not he did enough to see his jersey retired in the AT&T Center. Now, I know, everybody, this was last episode's topic, but we got to get Ty's input. Ty, it for me, it's close, and I lean towards yes, but it was a very cr- – you know, narrow decision for me. When you look at Patty Mills, how do you evaluate what he did for San Antonio, and if he's worthy of seeing his jersey uh, hanging in San Antonio?
1: Straight up, I've wrote about this before. I think I wrote about this last se- last offseason. But he sh- number eight should honestly be retired, and it's for a multitude of reasons. First off, he was with the team for a decade. You don't see many players come into this organization and stay here for a decade as a contributor for the team.
0: Does your dog also agree as well?
1: I think my dog, my dog's, have, I think my dog's upset that trade trade Jones got snuffed. I think everybody. I'm still stunned right now, but go ahead. Add on. So add on that. He, so again, 10 years with the team, add on that. He did a lot with the community. Like Penny Mills ingrained himself into the community of San Antonio. He ingrained himself into the culture of the team, coffee game. We remember game day, balla, the towel, mm-hmm. the towel throw, everything. He, he ingrained himself in the culture of the team and fans. Add on a link and Sully and my TV
0: decided to start playing. What the hell? <laughs> Everybody, <laughs> the, the Trey Jones news just threw everything out of whack right now. Um, I I get what you're saying, uh, Ty. You know the coffee damn, gang, you damn know, Futurama.
1: The...
0: <laughs> <laughs> so everybody's again, just up in arms right now. But no, you're right. You know what he did. The coffee gang off the court, but what about on the court? On the court too, he was a contributor for a
1: championship team, and like I said, he was a leader for this team in terms of the culture. And like I I asked Drew this, like whenever this was like before, this was like whenever I was going covering Austin games. I had asked him like, who is like one of the players that was most influential for you, for you so far in your time in San Antonio. And Patty Mills was the first name brought up. And Patty was the guy that introduced him to the team. He was the guy that was always helpful to him and any questions that he had in terms of just trying to get, get himself into the league. And he still, he still echoes that same sentiment about Patty and we we saw this multiple, I think it was, I want to say it was either DeJounte or Derek that signed an extension. And the first guy there was Patty Mills there to congratulate them. So Patty's done so much. He's ingrained himself on the team. And man, it's going to, it. and honestly, if you're not sad about Patty Mills leaving as a person, I know some people just like, they were ready to move on from him in terms of the on court stuff, just because the young guys and everything. But I don't really know anyone that is not sad about Patty Mills leaving this team and, leave and going to be playing in a Nets jersey, unfortunately. And I, that says something. That says something that he's not, he's not just another player. He's a guy that is going to be an all-time spur to some people, just in terms of right. what he's done on and off the court. Yeah, he was a, he was a role player that came off the bench m- m- almost his whole career. But he made himself memorable. He made himself clutch and multiple times. He had not he was a laser from three-point range at times and was really key in that playoff run. So Patty Mills should be the only name to
0: ever wear number eight ever again. In Absolutely. my opinion. In yeah, my I'm opinion. right there with you. I'm right there with you. I, I I think he should be. It was close for me because yeah you know, there are some names that are hanging in the ATt center I don't agree with that should not be there You know, the little general i don't I don't think Avery should be there um i don't I don't think Bruce Bowen should be there. I mean for that man, why don't we put Robert Ory up there? you know he helped the Spurs with the two titles i I just think sometimes the bar is a little low for the Spurs. I mentioned this in the last episode of Locked off Spurs to get your thoughts on this time. Maybe the Spurs can incorporate kind of like a ring of honor like the Dallas Cowboys do. You know, and reserve the jersey retirements for the elite of the elite that wear the Spurs uniform. In my opinion, I think it should be Ice, David, Timmy, Tony, Manu. I I stretched it with Captain Late, uh, uh James Silas because he was a bad man in the in a Spurs uniform. He was playing the shadow of Iceman. He could have been the face of the franchise if Iceman wasn't there. And he's a close one for me. And Patty Mills is a close one for me. I don't even think Sean Elliott should be up there. But
1: oh, uh, that, that that's a, yeah, that's a de- that's
0: a debate for another time. Yeah, yeah. But what about the a thought of a, a ring of honor for the Spurs?
1: May I think it would be a good idea. But the, I there's a there's a reason that they do it in football because there's been there's so many players that come on the court and everything like that. In f- basketball, you only have twelve guys. You have, you have a hundred numbers for uh, you actually 101 numbers. Looking at if you go from double zero zero and onward, you have 101 numbers available to you in only 12 guys. And I think that, and people re- remember guys for their Jersey numbers, especially in basketball. Like when we, when you think of Tim Duncan, you think of 21, when you think of number 20, you think of Manu Ginobili and, Honestly, whenever I think number eight, I think Patty Mills. That's like mm-hmm. the first name that comes to mind whenever I see the number eight. And that's, and I think that's a, there's a reason that you retire numbers for guys that are very significant to your team, to your organization, and what they contributed. And like you do have all-time legends in terms of what they did with their game and Tony and Manu and Timmy mm-hmm. and Shaw and George Gervin and David Robinson. But then you have guys that just ingrained themselves into the culture. Sean Elliott is one of those prime examples that he ingrained himself in San Antonio. And I don't know why they traded him in 1993, but luckily mm-hmm. that they got him back the next season, which de- <laughs> And then he like he has his own memorable moments and he's still a contributor to the organization organization as a whole. And I think Patty Mills very much fits that line.
0: Yeah, he's yeah.
1: not a he's not a top 3 pick like Sean Elliott was. He was not a he was not an MVP like Tim Duncan was. But either, naive Manu Ginobili wasn't an MVP technically. Right. So, and it's, I know he's not Manu Ginobili in any way. I'm sorry. He's not like Manu Ginobili, but <laughs> he, he brings the spirit that Manu Ginobili had brought into the court. And again, people love Patty Mills. I don't know many people that do not, that dislike Patty Mills the man. So... Just the way that he contributed to the team, to, to a championship, to two finals runs, and stick with this team for a decade, whenever he honestly didn't have to, and the way that he's contributed to his to the community as a whole, Paddy Mills should be the only other person that wears number eight for now on in silver and black.
0: Yeah, I you know, you know. It's just, you know, you look at, you know, Bruce Bowen, for example, again, not hating on the man or anything like that, you know. Help the Spurs win titles. I get that, you know. During his time, he continues to make an impact on the community, you know. But you know, I just think when I think retired jersey, I think the elite of the elite of a franchise. That's what I think. I think that franchise cornerstone piece. And yeah, maybe in my opinion, there's no, no. In my opinion, there there are maybe one too many jerseys hanging in the AT and T Center right now. And you know, a lot of it, some of it's sentimental. I think when you retire a jersey, you got to be at, at Hall of Fame bound, you know, to that level. It might be too narrow in this train of thought, Ty. Maybe a little bit,
1: because look at the Thunder. They who? <laughs> oh, going to the Thunder now. I'm just saying the Thunder. What was his name? He they retired his number. Oh, Collison. Yeah, they, they like Collison. Like they retired Nick Collison's jersey, and that was he was with the team for 14 seasons. Yeah. He only averaged six points a game, but he was there for the long run. And honestly, I can see Haslam in, in Miami getting his Jersey retired. Cause he w- he's been with that organization for how long now? Almost two decades <laughs> or something right. like that. So it's like, I, especially when these guys that stay with your team long-term, like Bruce Bowen was here for nine seasons or nine or eight seasons. I can't tell from the numbers from the years. Like he was here for a long while. Like you don't see players stick with their franchises for that long. And for a guy that came over from Australia after a lock a lockout season, short in the short the season overall, he came to San Antonio kind of kind of as just a bench piece, and he made himself a part of the culture. That's the Patty Mills story is amazing, and honestly with the way that he's contributed to basketball as well as in the international scene, I do see Patty Mills not as a surefire hall of famer, but I can see him finding his way into the hall of fame at some point, just with the way that he's contributed with his, with his game to the Mm -hmm. game of basketball, both in States and abroad.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah, we forget about what he did, what he's doing for Australia basketball, you know, opening up that Australian basketball league, you know, in his neck of the woods. And of course, you know, ushering in the age of the Australian players, it's him, it's Baines, it's the new spur, uh, jock, you know? So, uh, yeah, I mean, without Patty Mills, maybe, you know, you know, we don't see it, you know, it's almost like very similar to the Argentinian wave, uh, back in the day, then the uh, French wave with Parker starting it. And then you have Patty Mills. Now, so, Australia got a bronze medal and yeah. they are only getting better. Like yep. they, st- like, as much as I don't
1: care for Ben Simmons on Spurs, he is still a good player, and he is still part of Team Australia. Matisse Thibault was a great contributor, and I love Matisse. And he is young, too. And Australia is getting Josh Giddy now. Yep. He's on the Thunder now. Like,
0: people, people, just, people said this all it. over. You want to talk about Ben Simmons right now.
1: Just oh, no, I do not. No. no, but overall, the international game is getting better, and Paddy Mills is a keystone to why Australia is becoming – a much better basketball country.
0: Yeah. Look, I think at the end of the day, he's going to see his Spurs Jersey retired. I think it's just a matter of time of whenever he does call it a day. Uh, But I still think he still has a lot of years left in him. He Uh, does. Yeah. So, you know, it might be a while before we see the Spurs retire their Jersey. Hey, we're done talking. We want to hear from you. Uh, Ty, we're up against the clock here, but tell us again why they should be listening to at the line because of one drew eubanks
1: i know so first follow me on twitter at the time for all my beautiful content my hot takes all that as well as any updates with new stuff that all around um make sure to follow at the line on um, at at the line pod on twitter we are doing a QA episode with drew eubanks we took your questions from twitter and reddit and Drew Eubanks is going to answer them. And so that's going to be a fun episode. And if you have not listened to our interview with Drew Eubanks, you are missing out on some wonderful content. Mm-hmm. You can check that out wherever you get your podcast, as well as on YouTube for the uh, for just the audio. If you want to listen to YouTube, it's right there. Easy as that. But
0: you can check it, check us out at the Pod on Twitter or wherever you get your podcast. Do that right now. Again, follow up. Ty, he uh, puts out that Spurs stuff that you love to digest every single day. Subscribe to Lockdown Spurs wherever you get your favorite podcast, iTunes Stitcher, the new Odyssey app. Yeah, the list goes on and on. And yes, it is the offseason, but we'll try to crank these out uh, during this very, very slow time of the NBA offseason. We'll be back with more Ben Simmons talk with Ty. I know that. Oh, it's no. coming down. <laughs> oh no. And on that note, <laughs> for Ty Ben Simmons Jaeger, I am Jeff Garcia. Oh. We're going to put a lock on this episode of Lockdown Spurs.